0: 2020 was not about killing you. 2020 was not about what you lost. 2020 was not about the pain that you went through. 2020 was not about many of the things that I hear people making it about. I believe 2020 for the body of Christ was a test of our faith. And we know this, according to the scripture, the testing of our faith, if we succeed, will produce steadfastness. He says, And let steadfastness have its full effect. Why? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Hey, everyone. You are listening to the Braveheart Podcast. It's Peter here. It's been an amazing year, 2020, one for the ages, one for the books, one that we will remember for a long time. Um... This week, we are going to close out the year. This will be the second last episode of the year. Um, and in this episode, we're, we're calling it Count It All Joy. And so I love the word count. It appears uh, so many times in the New Testament. Um, it's like spiritual math. And so we're going to do some spiritual math today. We're going to be in the book of, of James. But before we hop in there, Uh, I want us just to get on the same page because uh, we've all, one way or another, we've been tried and tested this year, the year of 2020, uh, from the global pandemic to the racial issues and challenges facing our nation, that wound being exposed very, uh, very deeply, very painful. Walking through that, uh, again, with the political tensions. Um, the economic and political challenges, the issues in the body of Christ that have surfaced. There's been so many things happening this year. And there's a a phrase that keeps rattling around in my spirit, and it's this, don't waste a good trial. Don't waste a good trial. And with this phrase, the Lord led me uh, to James chapter 1, Uh, It's a scripture that we're all familiar with, but I think it's one that we don't really like to read and we don't really like to live. And so we're going to hop in here, and I I really believe with all my heart that God is going to rewire uh, some of our thinking today through this podcast. He's going to help us think differently about 2020. Uh, He's going to maybe heal some of our hearts. He's going to deliver some of us from anxiety and fear and panic, uh, maybe disappointment, uh, again uh, we have been in a tremendous uh, test i believe uh, and i know many people listening you have lost loved ones you have faced uh, economic challenges you face spiritual challenges you've been in lockdown isolated alone whatever the case may be and so um how do we how do we engage with those things uh, not minimizing them not minimizing the, the pain, not minimizing the difficulty of this year, uh, while at the same time embracing a gospel perspective that allows us to not compromise our witness. Um, and this is a really big deal because I think for many of us, um, we can justify uh, living in the flesh because we go through something painful. Um, and uh, I just want to hopefully today in this episode uh, really encourage you, really help you uh process your pain, but at the same time, adopt a heavenly perspective that will allow us to uh, to run well and not throw in the towel. So let's go to James chapter one. Uh, I'm going to read a few verses and then uh, we'll unpack it, and then we'll pray to, together uh, today. So James 1 says this in verse two, "Count it all joy, my brothers. When you meet trials, of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So, this is the first, uh, this is the second, third, and fourth verse in James. Um, we'll start with the beginning. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials. Of various kinds. And so um, to, to kind of interpret this, a trial of various kind can be anything. It can be any of the things I mentioned to to start this off. It can be the the pandemic when we've been in. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be a financial difficulty, uh, a, a problem with, with our thinking and emotions and challenges we're facing. And so James is saying, hey, when you meet these various trials, I want you to count it as joy now, many of us were not trained to count trials as joy we're, we're trained uh, by the world really to count trials as loss to, tr- to count trials as uh, painful to count trials as uh, defeating to count trials as defining. Many of us have defined our lives by our trials we've've we've, we've you know uh, allowed trials that we've gone through in years past to define. You know, five, ten years of our life, you'll see this with people who go through great tragedy, great disappointment, uh, which again, not minimizing the pain, uh, but when we allow that pain to define us, uh, we start counting those trials as something other than joy, um, and, and so in order to count the trials joy, there's something that we have to know, and uh, it's really good uh, when you see the Bible say, for you know, you want to make sure that you know it. Uh, because if you don't know it, you won't be able to do the thing that it's telling you to do. And so here, James assumes that we know something. And what is it that we know, James? He says, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now, James makes a couple of leaps here. He's he saying a lot in a few words. So number one, we have permission, and we understand through James that he says, when you, when you meet a trial of various kinds, he interprets that trial in the, in the second half of that sentence as a testing of your faith, okay? And let that sink in for a second. Trials of various kinds are tests for your faith. And we know if you guys have been listening to the Braveheart podcast for any amount of time, you know that your faith is really important. It's of greater worth than gold. Um, though it perishes, though it's tested by fire, um, the faith of the gospel is what tethers us to an experience uh, and an understanding of the new covenant. Um, it is what causes us to be born again by grace through faith. We are saved. We experience our salvation. Um, the faith is a, is, a, is not a static thing. It's not just a one-time one thing. Uh, the faith is a living thing. It's a... It's a thing that can grow. It's a thing that can, uh, that can get, get weak. It's a thing that can wander. It's a thing that we can make shipwreck of. And so here James is saying, hey, you guys know we taught you that trials are a test of your faith. And so the counting trials of joy is connected to our understanding that trials are not, are not out to kill us. I'm going to say this. 2020 was not about killing you. 2020 was not about what you lost. 2020 was not about the pain that you went through. 2020 was not about um, many of the things that I hear people making it about. I believe 2020 for the body of Christ was a test of our faith. Um, and, and, and we know this, according to the scripture, the testing of our faith if we, if we succeed will produce steadfastness. And then, and then we'll finish the sentence here. He says, and let steadfastness have its full effect. Why? That you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Let that phrase sink into your heart a little bit. Don't just make it this broad spiritual promise. The promise here associated with a trial is that this thing called steadfastness or patience is going to have have an effect in your life and that that effect would be this you would be left perfect and complete lacking in nothing wow and so what does this mean what does this mean for us today uh, it means that god god i believe god was testing us in 2020 i believe 2020 was testing the faith of the church. Would we endure? Would we be patient? Would we continue on the mission that God has given us to reconcile the world unto God with this ministry of reconciliation that we've received, the glorious gospel, the proclamation of Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the glorious Messiah, the one who takes away the sin of the world, as our high priest who fills and baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, as our coming bridegroom, he's coming to marry us, um, would we proclaim patiently and steadfastly? Would we keep the gospel in our mouth? Would we keep our hearts in the love of God? Would we persist? in prayer? Would we persist in the proclamation of the Word of God? Would we not get entangled in civilian affairs? Would we not compromise our witness by complaining and whining and grumbling and arguing and getting into divisive controversies and myths and all sorts of conspiracy theories? Would we continue to declare the gospel and let the gospel have its full effect in us? I believe that was the test. Would we stay steadfast? Would that steadfastness be birthed in our heart where we, where we would come to that crossroads of going, man, I lost my job. Man, our nation's in a mess. Man, the political climate is crazy. Man, I'm so tempted to enter into all these conversations, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stay steadfast upon this mission that God has given me. I'm gonna keep my eyes and my heart on heavenly things, on things that are above where Christ is seated because I know that is where my life is. And from that place... I am going to declare and live my life in such a way that every person I come in contact with, whether by my words, my actions, or my countenance, they may know there is a God in heaven and his name is Jesus. This is our mandate. This is our assignment. This is our great privilege. This is our great joy. And so, 2020 friends, was not about what we lost. It was not meant to kill you. It was not meant to take away from you. It was meant to produce steadfastness in you. It was meant to produce a spirit of faith and patience so that we can inherit the promises that God has given us. And this is something, this is a message in and in a word that is so heavy on my heart, it's so real upon my heart, um, because I believe we can waste a trial by complaining and grumbling. I believe you can waste a, a trial. I believe you can waste 2020 by not recognizing that there is provision in 2020 that can only come to us through trials, through difficulties, through pain, through sorrows, through hardships. There is provision, heavenly provision, to make us more complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. And you say, Peter, how do I get that? How do I, how do I count it as joy? And I would say this, I would say the only way you can count 2020 as joy and not a loss in the midst of pain, in the midst of, of, of what we've gone through. The only way we can do that is if we understand that our faith to God is more important than anything else. Our faith, our faith is what we present to him when he returns. And I believe God was after our faith this year. I believe he's always after our faith. Uh, but so many people have said, well, it's a great shaking and there's this and that. Yes, it is. But I believe, I believe what was being shaken is our faith. And so practically something I have been doing, this is just an exercise you can do. This is an outworking uh, of this text is I begin to count. If you're going to count it, you've got to start doing math. So... If I'm going to meet various trials, there were trials I faced this year: trials of uncertainty, trials of of health issues with my kids, trials of of pain in relationships, trials of of loss, earthly loss. Um, there was many, many trials. the 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 grief that I felt, uh, oftentimes that I was I was seeing uh, on on a, on the national stage with. Uh, just murders and riots and 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 the political vitriol and 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 anguish and just the state of our nation produced great sorrow, great sadness in my heart. And so I I said, God, I, how do I count these things as joy? And I begin to see that each one of those 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 trials, each one of those things that I walked through, that many of us have walked through, God said, there's an opportunity for you to see that that was producing steadfastness in you. That without that trial, you couldn't endure. And without enduring, you couldn't couldn't be supplied with what you're gonna need in the years to come. And as I was praying into this, I said, Lord, you, you were actually preparing us for the years to come. And this was a big revelation that I got. 2020, I don't believe, was about 2020. I don't think that this year was about this year. Um, I believe this year for the church in particular was about the years to come, that God is preparing us, that this was a wake-up call, this was a, you know, hello, it's time to get ready. There is, there is stuff coming in the earth, uh, birth pangs uh, that are going to be difficult, they're going to be hard, they're going to cause you to want to throw in the towel and, and to get tired. And the Lord says, I want to prepare you now so that you can be perfect and complete Lacking in nothing, but in order for this to happen, we have to adopt a heavenly mindset, we have to adopt heaven's perspective about this year. And so, as you gather this week with friends, with family, uh, and you celebrate Christmas, um, listen how you speak matters, your perspective is shaped by what you say. Proverbs 18 says, the power of life and death is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat of its fruit. What, is it, what does that mean? It means that you will eat what you say. People say you eat your words. You, you literally do. You can consume it. And so when you get with your family members and you start recounting 2020, you start remembering, maybe you're catching up on the year, um, this and that, um, many of you will be tempted to glorify the pain, to glorify the anguish, to glorify the trial. Um, and when you do that, um, again, there, there's a sense of, well, I'm just being authentic. I'm just being real. And, and again, there's a place for that. There's a place for sharing the pain, sharing what happened. But ultimately, one of the privileges that we have as sons of, and daughters of God is that we can count those things as joy. And you can set the tone. I even feel in my heart, many of you are nervous about going home with your families. Some of your family members don't know the Lord. Maybe they're not on the same page with you spiritually. But you can set the tone spiritually by, by helping people see from your perspective. Now, if someone's not born again... Uh, it's going to be really, really hard for them to, to see what you see because it's by the Spirit um, that we get to see the things in the Spirit. Um, and that's something that I, I don't think we, we take advantage of enough as believers um, that we actually have the ability to see with a heavenly perspective. Um, that's something that you should never take for granted. It's something that you should never just get used to. Um, we have the ability by the Holy Spirit to reassess what everyone else sees. See, everyone else, if you're not born again, you look at 2020, and you're like, man, 2021 is going to be crazy. Oh, it's going to be so hard. Oh, my gosh, the economy is going to do this. And, you know, is Joe Biden really president? And what's going to happen if he's not? And all these conversations happen. But to the believer, with heaven's perspective, 2021, here's what I can promise you for for the body of Christ. There is not a day in 2021 that God will not be with us. There is not a a day, there is not one circumstance that could happen in 2021 that the shepherd and overseer of our souls is not going to be walking right there by our side. What does that mean? It means that we don't have to fear, it means that we don't have to worry. It means that we can be innocent and childlike, and we can praise and worship and give thanks and, and, and glory in our weakness, knowing that in Him, in our weakness, He's strong. And so uh, I want to challenge you. I, I want to issue a challenge. Uh, when you go home, when you're celebrating Christmas, I want you to set the tone spiritually for your family. I want you to, to, to ask your family, say, hey, instead of talking about how hard this year has been, Let's reflect on all the things we can be thankful for. Because, because here's what I'm also sure of. Um, in spite of the challenges, in spite of the difficulties, um, there were people that got married this year. There were babies that were born healthy. There were job promotions that took place. There were uh, people that got born again and filled with the Spirit and set free from addictions and, and mindsets. God has been on the move this year, He's not been silent, He's not been passive. Uh, people have built relationships that otherwise would have never been built. Um, so many amazing things have happened that were meant to cause us joy. And I'm going to finish with with this joy theme because um, I, I believe joy is one of the most underrated uh, fruits of the Spirit in the body of Christ. Uh, God wants us to be joyful. It says in John 15 that we would abide and bear fruit and that that fruit is, would bring us joy. Um, And so, um, practically, uh, one thing I want you to do, in addition to setting the tone for your family, this is all in that same vein, is I want you to enjoy the fruit that took place this year. I want you to celebrate it. I want you to be intentional about thinking about it, journaling it, and thanking God for it, and letting joy fill your heart. God wants you joyful. Um, If if you've gone a, a month, a week, and you haven't experienced the joy of the Lord because of some breakthrough, because of some good thing that's happened, because of some grace of God in your life, you're missing out. People drink wine, people drink beer, people drink all sorts of alcohol to try to bring them joy, right? But we've got something so much better. We've got the fruit of God in our lives. We just don't know how to uncork it and drink of it. Um, there are pleasures forevermore at his right hand, and all it takes is slowing down enough, putting Instagram away for just a few minutes, putting away the distractions and going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take 15 minutes, and I'm going to pour myself a glass of joy. <laughs> I'm going I'm to remember what God did this year. I'm going to remember that he washed me in his blood. Wow. I'm going to remember that all my sins are forgiven. I'm going to remember that I've been filled with the Spirit. I'm going to remember that I'm a son of God. I'm going to remember that I have a wife who loves me and children who are healthy. And I'm going to remember that, that even in the midst of, of things that were difficult, I have friends that care for me and know what's going on in my life. And, and you can begin to just count all the things that God has done, He's doing, and He will do, and you can just drink of it. And You can say, wow, God, thank you. That's amazing you are so, so good to me. And you just take, you take 15 minutes every day and you just remember and you drink and you're going to notice something happen. You're going to notice joy begin to bubble up in your heart. See, joy has to be cultivated. Joy is that thing that that has to be consumed. Just like faith, you can cultivate it. Joy is a fruit and you got to get used to that fruit growing off of your life. We as christians are meant to be the most joyful people on planet earth and people are going to look at us and they go why are you joyful and we just we have we're just ready we're like man you have no idea god is so good he loves us he loves us what do you mean he loves us and you start pointing to all the ways you're like well, what do you mean he died for you he 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 provides for us even in a year of famine and pandemic i stayed healthy i didn't have fear guys this some of the greatest ways we can evangelize our family members is just letting the fruit of the spirit be cultivated in our life. And so many of you, you're traveling this week, you're going home, I want to pray for you. I want you, to, I want you to, to, to get your heart, your mind, your spirit, your body, I want you to be prepared to let God manifest himself through you, that you would adopt this, this heavenly perspective and that you would count it all as joy. And so, Father, I thank you for those uh, Lord, uh, those especially who've had a really, really difficult year. God, those who have who have endured trials of various kinds, Lord, I pray that you would give them grace right now. Give them grace right now to begin to count those trials as joy because they know that they're they're Their faith, their faith, God, that was tested, has produced a steadfastness in their spirit. When our faith is tested and we don't give up and we don't throw in the towel, there is something called steadfastness that is deposited to us. Lord, and that steadfastness has a purpose. It's to leave us complete, lacking in nothing, and so, Father, I pray for your grace right now to supply the areas of lack. And this is, I believe, a sign and a wonder, Lord, that those areas in our lives that we have lack, lack relationally, lack in our finances, uh, God, lack in our in, in joy, lack in peace. Lord, those areas where we are lacking, that this steadfastness that has been found in our spirits, God, would produce that which we don't have. And so, Father, I speak a blessing over every person. And I ask in the name of Jesus that they would begin to count the trials this year as joy. Lord, that your, your spirit would be poured out over them even now. And as they go home, as they're with their families, as they're with their friends, God, that you would use them to set the spiritual atmosphere in the home, God. That they would begin to testify and speak life and to, and to bring glory and honor to your name. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for this year. We thank you for 2020. We thank you, God, that there were things given to us in 2020 that could be given to us in no other way. And so, God, we uh, remind ourselves that you're a good father, a great shepherd, uh, and we love being your children. We love belonging to you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Most people feel stuck in their relationship with God because they're believing lies about what He's like. Your tax-deductible gift to Braveheart Ministries enables us to create simple resources that help people see and understand how good God really is. This results in people finding lasting freedom and deepening their connection to God. To make a donation, please go to braveheartministries.org forward slash give or text give to 469 423 9966. That is 469 423 9966. Give.